need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. Hi, I'm Tony Joyce from Joyce Cooling and Heating. With the temperatures dropping and the days getting shorter, you know what that means. It's time to try your heating system. With projected fuel costs rising, maintenance and filter changes are the easiest thing you can do to ensure your heating system is running smoothly. Upgrading to a new high-efficiency Lennox, Renai, Mitsubishi Ductless, or a microduct system will help. And remember, there's energy rebates available. That's Joyce Cooling and Heating at 882-4244 or on the web at JoyceCool.com. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> it will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Etchstone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at etchstoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua. From caring for our children to our seniors. From helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets. From learning the skills to get your GED to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Well, good Monday morning, and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with you about the nonprofits in our in our community, organizations working day in and day out to make our community stronger smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. So it is, uh, what is it today? Monday, September 19th, and hoping everybody had a great weekend. It's a little dreary out. It was a great weekend, though. Um, 
I know that uh, Saturday was gorgeous and Sunday was, you know, a little overcast, but not bad. You know, sort of fall-ish weather, if you will, starting to get to be that time of year. I noticed on my drive into work today, there are some trees that are starting to show just a little bit of color. And uh, I don't know about you, but I like that. I like that a lot. To me, you know, I love summer, but mostly because by the time we get to warm weather, we're all really sick of the cold weather. But um, I do love the fall the best. I'll be honest. This is my favorite time of year. You know, we have we have holidays like Thanksgiving, which is just a wonderful time for us to get together and, and think about all the good things that we do have in our lives. And um you know, on the dreariest, dreariest and darkest of days, I know that I personally am grateful for everything that I have with my friends and my family and satisfying work and just, um, you know, life is, life is pretty good. I do appreciate that. So, you know, I hope you had a great weekend. I did have a great weekend on Saturday. You know, it's Oktoberfest season. The Germans um, opened Oktoberfest in Munich last week for the first time in a couple of years because of the pandemic. And I will tell you, there, it is easy to debate whether the pandemic was a real thing or not. There are some people who don't believe the pandemic was a real thing. That's okay. There's opinions. There's some people that think the uh, pandemic was Armageddon, and that's okay. It's all right to have opinions, and there's a spectrum in between. But I will tell you one measure for me about the seriousness and the depth of the pandemic is it kept Germans away from Oktoberfest. It takes a lot. I'm married to a German, so I feel comfortable saying this. It takes a lot to keep Germans away from the flowing pints of beer, uh, liters of beer, in the beer gardens in Munich. So Oktoberfest is back. I think that's an amazing thing. And um, some friends of mine, Mark and Sasha, Sasha actually works here in Nashua for the public health department. And Mark has been a friend of ours since, you know, uh, the early days for many, many years when we were back in college, actually. Uh, Mark and Sasha have German heritage um, on both sides of their family, both of them. So they decided to have a, an Oktoberfest-themed wedding this weekend down at the Boylston Schulverein down in Walpole, Mass. And so Saturday was great. My wife um, put on her dirndl, her German dirndl dress, and I put on my lederhosen and my German hiking hat, and uh, we went to the uh, Oktoberfest, and it was so much fun, so much fun. Um, it, uh, there were a lot of people dressed in, in their, uh, garb and, uh, we just had a great time. There were, there were definitely some g actual Germans there who'd flown over for the wedding. And uh, then there was a bunch of, uh, you know, sort of expats like my wife. And then there were some just wannabes like me. And we all had a great time celebrating our friends, Mark and Sasha and their, uh, their, their coming together as a German family in America. So that was great. We had such an awesome time. And then, of course, you know, this weekend, what would a weekend be with uh, for a pair of loving grandparents without seeing the baby boy? We saw him this weekend, and uh, that was a lot of fun, too. He's a little sick right now. The little, the little uh, dude's a year old. He's starting, you know, preschool, right? So daycare, preschool, whatever you call it at that age. And of course, 
you know, when they're so little, they're just always sick when they do daycare, always sick because every disease is new, right? So he's gone from, you know, hand, foot and mouth to, you know, to, you know, to whatever fluey nasally thing to croup to, you know, pink eye, you name it, the kids got it. That's not unusual. They all do at this age. And, um, at some point, the immune system builds itself up, and uh, the, you know we start to life begins to normalize a little bit. But right now, he's uh, sick, and I feel really bad for the little dude. And of course, I feel bad for my daughter as well, who's taking care of him and um, like that. So, but we did see him yesterday, and it was so much fun. The kid's just adorable, and uh, it was it was great. Lots of things going on in our community these days, and. So I'm just going to give you like the lowdown on what's going on at United Way, and then we've got some great interviews coming up today. Um, I will say at United Way, we have a couple things coming up, which I want you to know about. One is a week from Saturday, this um, on October 1st, we have our second annual Cornhole for a Cause tournament, Cornhole for a Cause. It's going to be at the Milliard Brewery again for the second year. They host us, and that's amazing. They're they're great friends of ours. And this year, we're going to have our friends from Soul Sistas there with their food truck serving up some serving up some food for people. We're going to have some music, and it's the one event that I tell people it's like we don't try hard to have a lot of redeeming features in our cornhole f- tournament. You know, it's just come out, drink a beer or two, have a hamburger, throw some bean bags, listen to some music, enjoy a day, be with be with friends and like that. Along the way, of course, we raise a little bit of money for our community safety net and that's really important. We have a lot of organizations that work together to create a safety net which is strong and keeps people from falling through the cracks in our community and that's really the purpose of our fundraising, but it's a fun fundraiser. It's 50 bucks for a team, team of two. Um, it's a double elimination tournament, so you get to play at least two games before you before you get uh, tossed out of the tournament if you lose both, or you get to go on. And, and uh, it starts at noon on Saturday the 1st. At Milliard Brewery, that's that's uh, when you need to be there. If you want to play, you can register online at unitedwaynashua.org. Under the events tab, unitedwaynashua.org, you can register there online, 50 bucks. There's some sponsorship opportunities still available as well, and uh, it's just going to be great. So I'm excited about that coming up. Um, on a slightly different note, we have another event coming up, our sixth annual United We Sleep event to end hunger and homelessness. This will again be at the community college. It's October 14th and 15th, the evening of October 14th and 15th into October 15th. We'll be sleeping there on the front lawn of the community college, raising awareness and raising some funds to help end homelessness in our community. This year's event is going to be a little bit different in terms of the program. I'm bringing together all of our community safety net partners, and they're going to all have a table there, all 23 of them, talking a little bit about how they work together, um, what their programs are, and how they come together to make sure that people don't fall through the cracks and have all the access they need to the building blocks of a good life. And for us, of course, the building blocks of a good life are health, education, and financial stability. So it's going to be a really great event. Looking forward to it. Sometimes it rains. Um, one year it actually snowed a little bit. It's not going to snow in October. I doubt it. But when, it's always, you know, 
it might be cold out, it might be damp out, but your heart will be warmed and your brain will be smarter and you'll do something good for our community. So come on out to United We Sleep 2022. That's easy to register for. If you go to unitedwaynashua.org, I put one of those super annoying pop-ups on the homepage, so like you can't avoid it. And you just click on the picture about the sleep out and it'll take you right to the registration page. Um, we're expecting, you know, 50 to 75 people to participate again this year. And, um, it's a, it's a, it's a really great event. A lot of good outcomes. People come away with ideas about how they can make a difference in our community. So that's on the 14th and 15th of, um, October United. We sleep to end hunger and homelessness. Last but not least, I don't have a date for you on this one, but, uh, we're planning a gleaning event with one of our local farms and the Hillsborough County gleaners is a nonprofit that we're partnering with. Yeah, so what is gleaning? Um, read your Bible, right? Look it up. Gleaning is a very old term that goes all the way back to the Old Testament, actually. And it refers to when farms, farmers, set aside a portion of their crop for people in the community to get food um, that they wouldn't otherwise be able to have access to. So that's... Um, Something that's a very old tradition, and we're going to be partnering with a local farm that's going to leave a portion of their harvest unharvested, and a group of volunteers will come together on our gleaning day of caring day, and we'll pick the fruit and vegetables and all the things that are there to be had, and load it up in trucks and vans and cars, and take it to local pantries, soup kitchens, etc., so it's a really great way to get your hands a little bit dirty, come together as a community to help support food access. Food is a real issue right now. We see that at our pop-up food pantries, which is our partnership with the Nashua Soup Kitchen and the YMCA. We see that every single day where we have people coming to our pop-up food pantries um, more than we have had in quite a while because of the costs of food. Food is just one of those things that's really the inflation is hitting hard, and there are a lot of people who are just saying, you know what, I can't afford the food I, I need, and at the same time, the daycare and the health care and the, you know, uh, child care and um, all of the things, rent, you know, is going up, electricity is, of course, we know electricity went way up, fuel is going to be very high, gas has come down a little bit, but it's still much higher than it was, you know, a year and a half ago. So there's a lot of inflationary pressures that are causing food access to be an issue. And so this day of caring is one way for us to address that as a volunteer. So look for that on our webpage as well. Again, it's unitedwaynashua.org. So those are the things we have coming up um, as events. Of course, there was a lot that went on this weekend. There was New Hampshire, Nashua's uh, Multicultural Festival was, was this weekend, which was a great event, always is a great event, partnership with the city of Nashua. This year, we at United Way and One Greater Nashua were, were sponsors of that event, along with the Nashua Community College. I think it was, a, yeah, it was a Greeley Park. So that was a good event as well. And so there is a lot going on. You know, I'm looking up and down Main Street, and I see a lot of construction. And it's funny because it's a little bit deceptive. We have the barriers, of course, the outside dining barriers. And that would lead you to believe there's construction going on because those are Jersey barriers. And, you know, the, but there is actually a lot of construction going on. Um, in particular, I'm looking at the Performing Arts Center, which you can see also on the WSMN um, 1590 live webcam. If you just go to WSMN.live, you'll see the Performing Arts Center webcam. I've watched 
um, every week in sort of a time lapse in my brain as this thing has gone from being Alex's shoe store to being a big old hole in the ground to having a massive crane putting up, uh, you know, steel girders to now being f- having framing going on, uh, windows going in. There's something which looks like a front door now. I think it's actually an ad hoc front door. I don't think that's the actual front door. You can see people working on it. But it's pretty amazing to see this transformation of a building which had been just, uh, you know, a lowly little old shoe store for a long time. And so the Performing Arts Center is going to be, I, I believe, a transformative fixture in our community. It's going to bring people downtown in a way in which they haven't for many years, do some shopping, doing some dining. Um, the arts are just an incredibly uh, great way to bring people together and to drive economic development. So excited about that. It's uh, certainly coming along. Um, and uh, right across from that, the old TD Bank building is is uh, has new owners. But I will tell you, one of the tenants there, maybe they're the owners, I'm not sure. But uh, um Shaheen and Gordon, the law firm Shaheen and Gordon is moving in there. And I, I mentioned that um, because it's been a long time since we've had a big law firm downtown, but it's also been a long time since United Way has had a really big sponsor that's a law firm. So that Shaheen and Gordon, in a big way, has gone in all in on United Way, and we're appreciative for that. They're, they were sponsors of our skydiving event. They are sponsors of our cornhole tournament. We're very excited for that relationship. So that's, uh, that's cool. Listen, it's 20 after the hour. I'm going to take a quick break here. And uh, then uh, right after the break, we're going to have our first guest on, who's David from Harbor Care, David Tilly. We're going to talk about some of their great programs. Um, but before that, we really do need to give um, our sponsors a moment to uh, talk about themselves. We have Edgestone Properties, one of our community's premier builders and our original sponsor for the Community Connections radio show. We also have Franklin Savings Bank with a branch right up in Merrimack, um, one of our community's premier local um, banks and uh, community banking is so important for you know the development of any community. So Franklin Savings Bank, and then our good friends from Fully Promoted Embroid Me of Southern New Hampshire with their store up in Bedford, my friends Sal and Jen, who do such an amazing job with embroidered apparel, screen printing, and promotional products. So you're listening to the Community Connections Radio Show. I'm your host Mike Appleberg. We will be back in just a short br- a minute. Um, and uh, with our first guest, David from Harbor Care. I need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ. 
headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> it will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good Monday morning and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. It is Monday, September 19th, 2022. We are here each and every Monday morning talking with you about the nonprofits in our community, organizations that are working day in and day out to make our community stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier. Um, you know, one of those organizations that touches the community and really the state in so many different ways is um, Harbor Care, previously known as the Partnership for Successful Living, prior to that known as Harbor Homes. Um, over the years, that name has evolved, but the mission really hasn't. They're supporting people in a lot of different ways, um, with a one emphasis in particular on veterans. So I have with me in the studio today David, David Tilly from Harbor Care, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with Harbor Homes and Harbor Care. Well, thank, thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for having me. Well, it's my pleasure. This is what your second time, your third time on the show. I think it's my third time. Third now. time. So Since you're you you um are a veteran <laughs> of our show as well. You've earned your stripes, and you're wearing stripes, so therefore you've earned them. Um, so David, let's talk a little bit about what is your role at Harbor Care. What is it that you focus on in general with your day in and day out work? Well, thank you. I'm a director of uh, veteran services at Harbor Care, and um, as you mentioned, Harbor Care is our largest uh, nonprofit in the state that is focused on um, ending veterans' homelessness and providing services for veterans most in need uh, statewide. Based here in New Hampshire, where we have uh, and and I oversee 
uh, three transitional housing units, two in uh, Nashua and one in Manchester, and one permanent housing facility up in Plymouth, Boulder Point. Mm-hmm. But we, we also uh, support veterans with a wealth of services from uh, jobs and vocational training, education, to um, health care, mental health, uh, dental, um, the whole gamut of services assisting our veterans most in need. Now, I think sometimes people don't realize that part of what Harbor Care does is the uh, the mental and behavioral, the behavioral health and the physical health um, work. In particular, at your 45 High Street location right here in Nashua, you have a what's called a federally qualified health center, an FQHC. Right, and you also provide dental care services in that center, and also mental health services as well. So, talk a little bit about that, those services and how that works. That, that's right. We we have, uh, and those services are for um, folks, whether whether they're veterans or not, so right. serving the community by. Um, uh, scaled by income uh, costs. We also have a, a pharmacy that is on on site there. We're, um, you know, this time of the year soon, we'll be, you know, getting ready for uh, flu shots, uh, COVID shots, uh, working with uh, community partners uh, such as the uh, YMCA, helping with um, reaching out to underserved uh, communities as well. That's but really the, great. Yeah, but the health, the health and wellness center. Um, we're we're very excited that we recently uh, expanded a partnership with Northeast Delta Dental with mm-hmm. helping uh, particularly veterans with uh, with dental need. Uh, they've uh, doubled their commitment to uh, to help veterans uh, with dental aid, and that that's a uh, uh, a very needed service that many veterans don't have through their VA coverage. Well, in particular in a state like New Hampshire that doesn't have um, a VA in the state, right? Right. Or that that's a uh, yeah, fully serviced mm-hmm. uh, VA center. Many right. many of our veterans go to Massachusetts or the, to Jamaica Plain or to White River Junction. White River Vermont. Junction, exactly. So not, and White River Junction is, let us say, not the most convenient location to walk to if you're from Nashville or Manchester. That's right. Um, that's, that's, really, that's really good. Yeah, the, the dental services are so important. Sometimes people yeah. forget about dental and the importance of dental and the overall health picture, whether, whether it be mental health or physical health. I mean, people who you know, have dental needs, that's, you're so self-conscious about your smile and your teeth and everything else, and there's pain and infections, and it is really important. It it is, and and for for many of our veterans that uh, particularly had experienced um, homelessness, that that type of care may be lowest on their priority list, right? But, but very important to their to their health needs. Um, That's right. We we had done a survey of our um, veterans at at our Boulder Point facility that has. Um, uh, 30 units of housing for for veterans there and 24 of those veterans needed needed dental care so the um, the assistance that Northeast Delta Dental we we've got at our clinic um, scaled mm-hmm. dental care but but for example one of one of the veterans there the dental care would have cost at a private se- sector dentist um, or out in out in the out in the market about fifteen thousand dollars. With our scaled system, it was five thousand, which is still cost prohibitive for for someone on on no income or extremely low income. And so that's where Northeast Delta Dental helped fill 
fill that gap. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't also yeah. give a shout out to Northeast Delta Dental as a United Way sponsor. Um, as as well, I was actually coincidentally up at their offices um, in Concord on Friday, but not for any particular reason other than to drop off a banner that they had lent us for the skydiving <laughs> event. But they're great partners as well. We we really appreciate their support. Let me ask you, David. So this week is the stand down to end veterans homelessness. What? Tell me a little bit about that event. If I didn't talk about that, my friend Andrea would be very mad at me. Yeah, that that is absolutely. True. It's um, Harbor Care's 16th year of hosting. Wow, 16, 16 years. 16 years, yes. And Andrea has been, been mm-hmm. part of uh, probably, if, if not all of them, <laughs> almost all, each one. Well, she is passionate about, about uh, entering veterans' homelessness. Mm-hmm. So I have to say she's one of the most enthusiastic and passionate supporters of this mission. So that's that's great and not a surprise. She, she is in supporting our, our veterans in, in every uh every way possible and so uh, oh, overall it's the 34th year of the the stand down when it, it started nationally and and basically um we at this event which will be occurring this friday at our health and wellness uh center on 45 high street in nashua uh beginning at at uh, 10 a.m uh the, this event will have over 50 partners community partners helping to assist our veterans um and in in the whole range of services right from mental health to dental to legal assistance to uh, uh, household goods furnishings uh, getting haircuts jobs education uh, all sorts of supportive uh, services and a- activities uh, there at the site and we're going to have uh, live music Mm-hmm. There for our veterans and and uh, United Way. Thank you has gener- generously provided the uh, food for our cookout out, outside. Well, I'm a big believer in supporting anything where food is involved. Yes. Um, and, you know, when anybody, when Andrea said, yeah, I'm coming up a little short on my food budget, I'm like, well, <laughs> that's got a soft spot in my heart because I'm a real foodie. So that's all right. <laughs> People got to eat when they come together. So what time is the event, David? It's at 10 a.m. on, okay. on uh uh, on Friday, 10 until uh, 3 p.m. So if you know a veteran locally, um, in particular a veteran, any veteran who needs lo- um, connection to services, whatever those might be, this would be a really great opportunity for them to come to a, an event which is open to all, but in particular yeah. to veterans. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, and, and while the stand down is focused around veterans' homelessness, it's not exclusive to homeless veterans there's, of course there's a wealth of services at this event that benefits um that benefits all veterans that's and, fantastic and looking forward to uh to having having folks there and we've got um we, we also have have live live radio too <laughs> wonderful and, uh, we've got uh, jack heath's show coming down oh cool for, to support it you know on the statewide level too so Love it. uh so excited about that. He's also, like yourself, a great advocate of our veterans. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about your um, home that you all opened a couple of years ago. I forget the name. Up in, Point, is it up in Tilton, Plymouth. right? Or Plymouth? Uh, Plymouth. 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 Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that. Tell us, tell, you know, paint a picture of what is that space um, as a resource for people in the community and the state. Um, how does it work? What is it? You know, paint us a picture. Sure. Sure. 
Boulder Point is a permanent housing um, facility serving our veterans that have uh, experienced homelessness. And this is a, a permanent place for them to call home. It has supportive services right on site with uh, our staff as well as um, the VA providing counseling and staff. Uh, there it's in a beautiful location. It serves uh, northern veterans. It's uh, always filled honestly <laughs> right. in, in way of um in, in way of all the the units uh and it, it it's just a, a wonderful facility we have a lot of community activities um this past friday i was actually up serving uh pancakes and sausage with real maple syrup for our vets up up there which was uh you that know. sounds very um fall-ish I love that. <laughs> Although, you know, the thing about maple syrup, it's, you know, people don't realize. Are you from New England? Are you a New England guy, David? I, I grew, well, since college. I, since I'm, college, I'm an okay. upstate New Yorker, so. Oh, well, that's okay. That's close. <laughs> so you know, but that's okay. That's close enough, yeah. right? So maple syrup, it's a thing throughout the whole Northeast. But I'm a Californian, so I really didn't understand the whole maple syrup seasonality to me it was always on the shelf and it was always mrs butterworth <laughs> the, the fake stuff <laughs> absolutely like one tenth of one percent real maple syrup um but you harvest in the spring at the end of the winter and there's a specific temperature range you got to harvest in you know it's got to be like cold enough to freeze at night and warm enough for the sap to flow during the day so there's like a very sh narrow yeah. window there when the maple actually flows th from the trees but it's really a fall food i think it's kind of like the when the leaves start changing kind of a kind it, of a thing it it is and have you ever been actually where it's been produced i have been the only like sugar there, house i've ever yeah. been to is the uh um, Parker's Maple Barn. We used to live out in Brookline, and Parker's Maple Barn's pretty, pretty big. Um, you know, the pretty big effort they've got there. They produce quite a quite a bit of quite a lot of syrup, and it's it's um, shocking. It was shocking to me to learn how much sap you need to produce like say a liter yes. of maple syrup. It's like a hundred to one or something like that because it's just. <laughs> It's just basically what it really is, is you're boiling a lot of water off. That's right. That's right. That's where it's a, kind of a, um, a sauna experience. It really <laughs> it really is a good selling sauna, smelling sauna smelling, experience. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, well, that's wonderful. I'm great that I'm, great, I'm glad you did that event. You said the place up in uh, Plymouth is pretty much full. Is there yes. a wait list to get in, I would imagine? There, there, there is. Okay. There, there is, and, and with a preference to... Um, veterans experiencing you know homelessness for that list were um we've, we've got you know i mentioned we have a lot of uh, different services up there we, we have right. the, the range of age of veterans too we've got a veteran that's a korean war veteran in his 80s there to um you know some younger veterans that are um work working or, or right. you know recovering from post-traumatic uh, sure. stress and um it's it's rural, so we're excited that we now have a um, a, a van that uh, uh, that was uh, newly donated, and uh, partners such as Swim with a Mission was helpful on, on wonderful on getting um, uh, the funding for that for that vehicle. Yeah, and um, but it but it really it it really is a wonderful facility. It, the state. Is it far outside of town up there? No, it's um, 
If if you you know the town of Plymouth, uh, sure. The, there's a it's down the street from Walmart. Bold, Boulder Point okay. is literally up the hill from Walmart. Yeah. But for for many of the veterans, even though you can um, walk there, it's um, you know, uh, especially winter time and when it when it gets darker, it's, yeah, it's not not the safest. So it's have, pretty. It gets pretty frigid up there in Plymouth. I know that. It's, yes, uh, and it's it, and it's already feeling a bit like autumn in the air, uh, yep. more so there than than here in Nashville. Oh, for sure, absolutely. I go up there quite a bit during the winter season for swim meets, where I'm an official, and uh, with their with the college. Well, that's great. Um, I, rem- I remember and, when we talked last time. Yeah, there, and I, most yeah. of the time when I go up there in the winter, it's like slushy, snowy, icy, cold, really cold. It's much colder than up down here. So. Well, a, a person who. Uh, Really helped spearhead that. It's Alex Ray with the Common Man sure. Family Restaurants, and he he really championed it. And uh, monthly, Alex comes up himself and serves serves a uh, dinner for the veterans. That's he, fantastic. He knows about everyone by by name, all the veterans. He's very just just a wonderful community leader. He's very. Uh, passionate he's brought his trolley up to bring the veterans down to the flying monkey which is also one of yep. the common man's facilities sure. for uh, for for concerts i think one of the more recent ones he, he brought the veterans down to to listen to living livingston taylor nice uh, james taylor's brother yeah so so uh, that's really great so it's it's really got a nice um you know community feel and support for our Yep. veterans up there that's really great so david we only have about a minute or two left i want to make sure if there's any other burning issues hot points things we need to talk about that you want the community to know about about veterans homelessness and services from harbor care right well we're, we're striving um really hard to effectively end veteran homelessness in the state of new hampshire and as you know in new hampshire or in nashua we've actually uh, achieved that high standard back in 2017, and we're working on that statewide. But from um, a listener's perspective, we really need help with landlords, the, with, okay. with getting more landlords on board, particularly uh, single-bedroom, handicapped-accessible uh, apartments for, for our veterans. And, and we work with landlords uh, every step of the way with, with supporting them with helping our veterans and so that that's an area where where the community could help out a lot if you if you know of someone or a unit becomes available uh also if folks want to um help out through a through a donation or volunteer i'll i'll give you our phone number please and do our website and uh, the harbor care main line is 882 882- Three six one six. That's area code six zero three eight eight two three six one six, and that is um, harborcarenh.org. Harborcarenh.org. Yes. And uh, if you forget all of that because you're driving down the road and you didn't pull over fast enough to write it down, call Mike over at United Way, and I'll connect you to David and his great crew over at Harbor Care, working working hard to uh, end veterans homelessness effectively in the state of New Hampshire. Um, so thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me and look forward to seeing you at the stand. It's our pleasure and you will. It's Friday. Um, it's this Friday at 10 o'clock. Yeah. 
at Harbor Care 45 High Street. If you know a veteran who could uh, benefit from services, learning a little bit more, whether they're homelessness, homeless or not, the veterans, uh, the Stand Down to End Veterans Homelessness is a great event for them. So thank you for coming on the show, David. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. All right. Take care. And um, we're going to take a break now, our second um, and final break for the show. Before we have our second and final guest on, we're going to have Julian from the City of Nashua's Urban Programs Department. And uh, But before that, we're going to give our sponsors just a moment to speak about themselves. And uh, we are so grateful for their support helping to bring this show to the air. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show on WSMN 1590 AM, 95.3 FM, and on the internet at WSMN.live. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We'll be back in just a moment. I need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. (laughs) It will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Etchstone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at etchstoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org.
Well, good Monday morning and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Appleberg. It's Monday, September 19th, 2022. Our show is all about learning from the nonprofits and community organizations serving Greater Nashville, making our community stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier. Today we have a new guest on the show, my friend Julian, who is in charge of the urban programming department at the city of Nashua, um, part of overall community development efforts. Julian, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. So great having you as well. I know that you have a long walk to work from here, so (laughs) (laughs) I can see it basically. Right across Uh, the street. Right across the street. So Julian, you've been with the city for how long now? Uh, Three months. Has it really been that long? It It seems like it's gone really fast. Yes. So, and um, the urban programs, tell us a little bit about your department. It's one of those departments that not a lot of people I think know about, but so important for all of us in the nonprofit sector. Talk a little bit about what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So urban programs, that's where all the federal funds from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development live. And a lot of that's focused on housing development, housing rehab, lead remediation, um, funding for a variety of social services, uh, and uh, basically a lot of activities focusing on improving services and uh, neighborhoods of our lower income residents. Fantastic. So the programs that I'm most familiar with at United Way is um, the ones that uh, sort of directly are a benefit to the nonprofits serving our community. These are things like, you know, the mayor has um, sort of a portion of the city budget, which is usually about a half a million dollars or so round numbers a year that's made um, as grants back out to the community. Right. And part of that also is um, layered onto that is also funding for what's called CDBG money, Community Development Block Grant. Excellent. Nobody ever knows the acronyms. So well, I know A-plus. that acronym, but I also <laughs> would never s- presume that anybody else does. No. Um, but uh, because acronyms are just gobbledygook, um, alphabet soup. But um, right. so there's that, and that's all really ends up sort of supporting the uplifting the nonprofit work in the community. But it sounds like there's other things that the pro, that your urban programs department does. Yes. Uh, we have two other large grants that supports uh, the work we do. Uh, we have our home program that's affordable housing developments, um, a larger pot of funds because housing development costs a lot of money. And uh, uh, one of the ones that I... Uh, really want to talk about today is our lead remediation program. and that's So important here on the East Coast, right? Right. We have <sighs> such old housing. So, you know, lead and paint was banned in 1978. I mentioned to David in our prior show, like I grew up in California. So for, there's a couple things I don't understand. One was I never understood maple syrup, <laughs> but I also didn't understand lead. Because the the communities that I the community where I grew up everything was like built in the seventies and eighties there was no lead like lead paint really wasn't an issue, um, but it is here big issue right right so. and especially in the paint like uh you know everybody's heard about the the terrible situation in Flint Michigan sure lead pipes are, in the water lead right? pipes in the water for us it's less the water more the paint yeah and all of our housing is so old so like. If your house was built before 1978, there's probably lead in it somewhere. And the big issue there is really with children, right? So, uh, like eating, chewing on, you know, you have a little baby, it becomes a toddler, starts pulling up. Um, first thing it's going to grab for is the windowsill. 
and and probably right. just like chewing <laughs> on the windowsill. I know that I did that as a baby. My daughter did that as a baby. That's like what we do. We stick everything in our mouth, including the house. <laughs> right. And, and there's lead there. Yeah. And even if, you know, your baby's not, you know, eating actual lead chips, mm-hmm. you know, if it's on the window frame, if it's on the doors, then those are what they call friction surfaces. So, like, it's creating a lot of lead dust just through everyday use. And that right. dust gets everywhere. So, huge health hazard. Huge health hazard. How, so, how do these funds help to remediate that? How to make that, if you own a place, if, whether you're a landlord or it's just the home you live in, um, or if you're a renter and you're concerned, how, how does this whole program work? Yeah, so we can fund a bunch of different things. We can fund uh, blood testing, so to see if a child actually does have detectable lead in the blood. We can fund actual remediation, and we can do that both for um, home, homeowner-occupied houses as well as uh, rental houses. Um, for the renter side of things, we also have a stipend for like tenants, you know, for most of the time, you know, tenants are going to have to move out temporarily while the work is happening. Of course. So absolutely. Have, so up to $350 for a tenant mm-hmm. to, um, you know, to pay for hotel costs to, you know, be out of the, the unit while we're doing our work. Um, we also do a lot of uh, public outreach and education work. We partner mm-hmm. with public health. Um, we were actually just at uh, the multicultural festival on Saturday. Um, handing out flyers and information on the program. So if you are um, concerned about your child, you want to get your child tested, probably the best place to do that would be through the public health department, right? Absolutely, yeah. And if you're interested in applying for remediation funds, uh, you can just go to the city website, click on government, click on urban programs. You'll find the information right there. What are the most common ways in which you can remediate a building other than just like tearing it down to the studs? <laughs> you know, there's, I know encapsulation was one of the methods. Yes. I don't know what, it, I don't know really know anything. So it depends. Um, yeah. it, it depends on where the lead is, um, the condition of the paint. Um, encapsulation, you don't remove all the paint, you just make sure that it's maintained intact because if it's intact, like, it's, it's not dangerous in that form. It's when it starts deteriorating, when yep. you get chips and dust. Um, but, you know, depending on the situation, we, we might go in and take out all the that pain entirely. Right. So if you're going to, I mean, house flipping is also part of, you know, the real estate market. If you're going to oh, buy yeah. a house and rehab it, you should probably be concerned about this and, and do some testing to find out what's going on before you... Just move ahead, right? Oh, absolutely. And uh, another thing that we can pay for is education for contractors to get lead certified because you definitely want someone who's lead certified um, working on areas that have lead-based paint. Okay. Good to know and really great information. Um, asbestos, similar programs, or what do you guys do in the world of asbestos? So um, we could handle asbestos through our community development block grant funds. We have a housing improvement program. Wonderful. And that addresses code violations, health and safety stuff. Asbestos would fall under that. Okay. Yeah. So asbestos, obviously also an issue, big, uh, you know, one of those cancer causing things. And I know, and there's asbestos, oh, there's asbestos everywhere in, in the community of, oh, yeah. of our age. So Absolutely. Good, Julian. Thank you for that information. Where can people find? Is it on your website? Where would you best go? Would it be to the Public Health Department's website or to the Urban Programs? Where do you get this information? Yeah, you could go to either of our websites. Um, So uh, find to start with us. We are NashuaNH.gov, government, urban programs, and then you have on the sidebar a list of all the, the 
grants and Perfect. funding we have available. Fantastic. And then I know that obviously public health is uh, a big a wealth of information yes, there as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Great. So it's really nice to see like this connection between two very distinctly different departments. You know, you handle funding stuff and um, public health handles public health, right? So, but you guys work together very closely and that's really, that's really great and good for our community as well. Oh, absolutely. The more that, you know, all the city's departments can work together on shared goals, um, you know, the more efficient we can address all of these concerns. So beyond the lead program, are there other programs that you would really want people in the community to know about that are sort of um, accessible to the public and really important to the, to the, what's going on today in Nashua? Right. Um, so I, I mentioned it in passing, but we yeah. have a housing improvements program that's funded through CDBG, that terrible acronym. And um, that... <laughs> it's not a terrible acronym, <laughs> but it's, it is an acronym. It is an so acronym. So housing improvements w- yes. applies to people who own or rent. Um, I believe it's... Uh, right now we're just doing ownership. Okay. But you could be an owner who rents. You could be landlord. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, um, and what sort of housing improvement projects are supported through this, through this fund? Yeah, so um, health and safety, accessibility, so things like uh, wheelchair ramps, grab bars, um, boiler replacements. We are coming on boiler replacement season. That's a possibility. Yep. Um, if there's sewer issues, that's something we might be able to address. Okay. Well, it was interesting to hear David, um, our last um, guest on the show, talking about you know, big need for harbor care and the homeless veterans in our community is that landlords um, open up their homes and maybe it's just one or two bedrooms in a home to um, to veterans as uh, as tenants. And it seems to me that accessibility is a big part of that. And so maybe there's Absolutely. like a crossover here, right? Some sort of a relationship. Yeah, and certainly we have a lot of relationships with many of the nonprofits yeah. in the community. They receive that CDBG funding as well for many of the activities that they do. Okay, very good. That's that's fantastic. Um, so, if I wanted to, is under what circumstances would I be able to apply for any of that funding as an individual homeowner? Sure. So um, that is open to lower income households, and uh, that's federally defined as eighty percent of area median income. Okay. Uh, feel free to, but if, if even if you're not sure, by all means, please contact us. We can walk you through. We can find out. Um, mm-hmm. And if we don't, if we aren't able to qualify you, we might know of other resources that you might be qualified for. Well, I think that's a really important point with any resources. People oftentimes think, oh, I don't qualify for this or that, but they might qualify for other things. Like, you know, you might not qualify for you know, fuel assistance, but you might qualify for, you know, food assistance. And it all ends up being part of the same financial picture at the end of the day. So I think it is good to ask and don't assume. Yeah, absolutely. I would encourage like, you know, by all means, call us, email us. We're very happy to talk. We, we want people to contact us. That's fantastic, Julian. In the short amount of time that I've known you, I know that you're extremely responsive and very interested in this. You aren't na- originally from Nashua, is that right? That is correct. So where are you from? You're from away. <laughs> yes. Uh, before I came to Nashua, I was working out on the seacoast uh, doing similar work uh, in the realm of HUD grants, but uh, yeah. very happy to be in Nashua. It's a wonderful community. Um, lots of... Did you relocate? 
I have not relocated. No. So you live on the seacoast and you I work do. in Nashua. I That's do. a long drive. I know it very well. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's okay. I have podcasts and radio shows. I know. Exactly. I have the same. And I do. Then I people are, I lived in Nashua for a long time and live out on the seacoast now. I have for a couple of years. But uh, I kind of tell people I have really uh, a community that I love to work in, that I really adore Nashua. And, um, but I see the water every day and it's hard to say no to that too. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's fair. That's more than fair. Uh, abs- absolutely. So you're uh, relatively new to the community, and um, what are your first observations? You might you're new enough that you probably have still some like aha moments that you can grab onto. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, so I, I really love how um, engaged this community is. How For much sure. it cares. That's always really great to see. Uh, I'm still in the process of learning all of our neighborhoods. Um, one of the things that attracted me to Nashua was um, the Tree Streets, um, Your Voice, Your Choice. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was just that's such a great thing to allow people to actually directly participate in. Hey, here's how this you know pot of funds is going to be spent. That's right. Absolutely. Well, we have the mayor to thank for that initiative. The mayor and Tom Lopez are big big uh, you know, proponents of making that happen. But it's funny about the neighborhoods, you say that, because it is very much a community where neighborhoods do matter. And a lot of communities, neighborhoods don't matter. But if you say you're from French Hill or from Crown Hill or from the Tree Streets or from the North End or from you know any of these neighborhoods, people do know what that means. And they grow up and they live in these neighborhoods forever. Right. No, yeah. I definitely noticed that. Yeah. So, And I personally, um, I really love... Um, all of them, and they all have a different character. So we are out of time. Can you imagine? <laughs> Julian, thank you for coming on our show today, talking about urban programs, something people don't know a lot about. What's the website again? It is NashuaNH.gov. NashuaNH.gov. Uh, there's a search button. Look for urban programs. Urban programs. You can learn about the LED program. You can also learn about the uh, household improvements programs and all the other ways in which urban programs is making a big difference in our community. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So we're going to shut down now for the week, and we will be back next week with a couple more great interviews. Um, Don't forget United Way's Community Cornhole Tournament on October 1st and our Sleep Out on October 14th and our Gleaning event coming up sometime in October, which I don't know yet. And uh, until next week, please remember to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united. (laughs) 